0: This is the Horse Radio Network. Hi there. This is episode 15 of the Equine Clicker 101 podcast on Horse Radio Network. Today, the title of our show is Teaching Your Horse to Travel in the Trailer that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> Equine Clicker 101 is a podcast that takes you to the class to learn and practice clicker training for your horse. Please support our sponsors as they make the show possible. They are Jeffers Equine and Cavalier Feed. They're wonderful companies, and I really appreciate their their support. This is Shauna Karish, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about and practice having your horse travel in the trailer. It's a big, important part of trailer loading has many aspects that can be problematic for your horses, and one can be traveling actually in the trailer. So we're going to talk about that, give you some tips, how to use positive reinforcement to create good associations as they go so they learn to love the trailer. And and traveling and moving in the trailer because it is, again, it's an important piece of it. One of the things that people do a lot is they ask me about where can I buy clickers, where can I buy targets, where can I buy side buckets, or whatever it might be. You can go to my website, which is www.on-target-training.com. So it's uh, www.on with a hyphen, target with a hyphen. Training.com. So that's where you go if you want to get more uh, tools for training or even videos and things along those lines. But for all your other needs, for there's I suggest you go to Jeffers Equine. Jeffers Equine has all sorts of product for your horses and for your dogs and cats and cows. (laughs) So let's, let's learn a little bit more about Jeffers Equine. Jeffers Equine provides quality horse supplies at affordable prices. Located in Dothan, Alabama, Jeffers combines the best of both worlds. As a family-owned tack and supply company, you get the kind of customer service only a small business can offer. Yet, with Jeffers combined buying power of pet livestock and equine e-commerce sites, you get a wide variety of products at reasonable prices. So when you need tack or supplies for your horse life, from draft to mini or casual trail to competitive sport, www.jeffersequine.com. Has you covered. Welcome to class, everybody. So, in today's lecture, we're going to talk about the tra- traveling in the trailer and some of the things to consider and some of the things that we can do to help to make this better. Now, the you know, so hopefully at this point you're you've got your horse is loading happily in the trailer, easily at liberty, loves it, going, choosing. Okay, that's all great. Next. We want to be sure that we can move those, that they hold that their targets. I think a target is a great way to go for this, clearly. And if you don't know targeting, go back to, it might be episode number four, might be targeting maybe it's episode number 3 but go back to to that one and and work on that part you can work on that outside of the trailer and then bring that well honed and very loved skill to the tra- to the trailer so hopefully they're holding on the target and now you've begun to desensitize the parts of closing either closing the divider on them and them feeling it touching them and latching and then them or a, like a butt bar, if you have a straight two-horse low trailer, you can move that around and they can get it in and out and hold and are not worried about it. So remember, you don't want to move to the next stage until the stage before is really solid. I mean, really solid. It's not wibbly wobbly. They're like, yep, I get it. I like this. I'm doing it. So hopefully those parts are good. And remember, one of the things we want to do is I want them to hold when I let the butt or down or open that divider. I don't want them to think, I just get out now. I want them to wait and go really, really slow. So that is an important part of, I want them just to wait for me to give them directions so I can even get out and sometimes I'll even run around to the outside and go feed up in that manger up in the front So they learn, I just wait here. So a lot of patience involved in that, but it's really, really important because it really shows us how strong they are. And then the next part is actually, you know, the next step is a big step regardless of how we prepare and what we do. Moving that trailer is an odd sensation, a weird sensation, a new thing. And so we want to get them ready for those feelings and those, uh, the, all that goes with that. And one of the things too, I want to uh, prep for is when you are loading your horse and unloading your horse, remember to slow them down on the trailer, on the ramp or the step down or whatever it is so that they don't, a lot of times I will take them to the edge of the trailer, even whether it's backing or turning around and walking out. And I want them to wait there. I want them to be able to wait until I give the cue to walk back. I don't want them flying back out. I want them to think this is a very slow thing and I I can stop. I can click them on the ramp and they will stop and, and I can stop midway if I want to. So what this does, this gives you a lot of, Control, well, really what it does, it helps them to focus on you through this process as opposed to doing whatever they want or letting their adrenaline take them away. We want them to slow down and think, yes, I'm really good at this. I can stop. I can go. I can wait. It's like teaching your dog to have the habit of waiting before you cross the street. You know, that's kind of what we want the the horses to do is to wait before unloading until make sure that they're with you and following with you. So, those parts are really important and make sure that part is really solid too. Because I guarantee you, when you go to the next phases, we kind of move into some really big things and we can't do but so much. So, next two parts are traveling, and then the other part is arriving at new places. Because these two, you can't, you just got to go there. And sometimes these can really push them over threshold. Okay. So, clearly, as we begin to decide okay our horses are loading they're holding they're staying they're great this is reliable they do it at liberty they they love this part and once you have them doing it at liberty then i start adding in the tie and and clearly your horse should be tying um in anywhere else that shouldn't be a problem outside a trailer loading so then it shouldn't be a problem inside a trailer loading so now that we have them in we have it closed We have it tied and this is all good and they're all great with it. It's time for the next step, which like I said, is just a big step. It is going to be moving the trailer. So one of the things, and and there's more to just moving the trailer. It can actually be starting the truck, you know, that make sure that your horse can, here and sometimes I don't start by just starting the truck after you have them loading well the next step I would do that I really recommend is starting the truck and having them load with the truck already started. So the sound of your truck running isn't a startling thing that happens while they're in the trailer. We wanna now prepare them for that so they hear that sound and that sound is just an incidental that is part of the trailer loading before it even moves. So part of traveling is the truck part. So after you're doing that and they're loading great, next is have the truck on and have them come up and load with the truck on. Now, for some horses, that's no big deal. They don't really care. No big deal at all. But for some horses, it is, you know, a diesel, if you have a diesel, can be a loud engine. It can smell different. There's a lot of pieces that go with it. And for a horse that has a history of loading and that maybe now you're reworking it because you're having to go back. And, and rebuild it, you know, build a new, better reinforcement history, then they may have an association that when the truck started, that's different than just loading without, because they know, may, may know that now this actually means we're going somewhere. So of course, when we have any issues with anything, I like to go back. If I have a horse who has an issue with trailer loading, I go back and I teach them like they're their baby and they don't have any history and we rebuild the positive reinforcement history but using get, letting them be at liberty and letting them have a choice in there is really really important because this is this is kind of coming at it a little bit differently so So, But keeping in mind, a horse who has a longer history, some of these things can be predictors. They predict, well, now it's serious. Now we're actually moving. So so don't take it for granted. It doesn't seem like a big thing to us, but it can be a huge thing to your horse. So like I said, some horses will be no big deal, don't really care. Some will make a big distinction of that extra part. So you want to uh, make sure that before you go to moving the trailer, that they can load with the truck started. So now, and we have different contraptions and different setups for different trailers. So I'm going to kind of try to cover two different sides of this a bit. So the first time I moved the trailer, I wanted to move five feet. You know, it doesn't need to be a big thing, but I really also want to be in communication with the driver because if I want to be able to say stop or go or whatever it might be. So a lot of times what I do is I'll be on my phone so I can say, okay, go five feet forward. Okay, stop. And I can keep communication. Now I'm also going to recommend, and this really depends on your setup and not every trailer has this, but if there's a way that you can travel on your farm because clearly it's not legal on the road to travel in the trailer. But if you can <clears throat> on your farm, on your private property, have a safe place to move, to have the trailer move where you can reinforce, you can ask your horse to target, you can be there for support. Because remember, by this point in time, we are actually. Classically conditioned. So, in there, we are conditioned reinforcers for them. So, just having us there can be something that helps them to feel secure and helps them to feel safe. It's something they like, something they want to do. And this just happens the more positive reinforcement we do, the more we do become associated through classic conditioning with the reinforcers. So, having us us physically there can be very, very supportive and we can help direct that and we can watch for them going over threshold. We can say, whoa, they're they're worried, they're whatever it is. So the eyes are big. Oh, the eyes softened. The head was high. Oh, the head lowered. And those things are very important moments that we can catch and click. Those are very clickable moments. We want to tell them, yes, just relax, just relax. And like I said, having us there can be a big part of it. So I like to, however I can, I like to be able to travel with them in the earliest parts. But what is super duper duper important, you need to be at a place where you are safe because horses can paw. That means front feet can fly. They can panic. You know, hopefully we've got them where they're not in the panic stage or even as we move two feet, we're going to see bigger, you know, we're going to get the idea of what they responding like. But you have to realize at any moment in time, your Mr. Settled, easygoing guy might turn into something really different if he really goes over threshold. So while we struggle not to do that, we try to keep them under threshold or just up but where they can come back down. That's really important. But sometimes all of a sudden, we end up in a different place that we couldn't predict and there's not much we could do about it. So safety is always paramount. So if you have a place like for a two horse that has a manger in front, I can be on this. I can have the divider closed and I can be where the other horse might have been, but I will be over there. So I am safe. I'm not right in front of the, the, horse that we're traveling, I'm next to them. So I am, I can stand behind that divider, but I can reach around, I can click, I can use a target, my handheld target. I can point them to a mounted target. I can feed the whole time. So that's a great way to go on the, like a straight load, a slant load. I find either I can be in a section that has been divided. So I might be the second horse, you know, if I can reach around through that divider. But a lot of times for the early part of that, um, the for the slant load, I will just be hanging on the outside of the trailer. You know, a lot of them have that bumper that you can stand on or that running board that you can stand on and drop windows. So I will have the bars up. Uh, but the screen down so that I can actually click and feed and stand on the outside of the trailer. So you got to kind of evaluate if there's a way you can do that and be safe. Now, clearly when I'm hanging on the outside trailer, we're not really going very far or very fast, but but it's a place that I could stand and do that. So try to figure out if there's a way that you can do that. If you can be in the other horse's spot, there's been some um, slant loads I've been in where it's just a sliver in the front, but I can reach around to get in there. Or there's been other ones where I reach around and into the window, the other window, out one window in the other window and just enough that I can drop food into their manger. So uh, that's something that I want you to be able to see if there's a way you can do it. If there is um, not an easy way to stand, you know, in a safe place when you're traveling, then that's going to be, then I would just do a little tiny bit with the windows down and, and click and reinforce as much as you can. That'd be a little bit different, but we're going to s- assume that there is some place that you can find to be in your trailer where you can be safe. Okay. So, like I said, I'm on the phone so I can talk to and communicate with the driver and give them kind of instructions of what we want to do. So, and way back when, when I first did this, we didn't have cell phones. So it was, we had those little walkie talkies, but nowadays we have cell phones and that's much easier. So. The first thing I do is I, we want to be able to move that trailer and the first, the first little jar is the first bit. So moving five feet is actually their first sensation of it moving and them feeling it move. So that's where I start. We just want to start with five feet and make sure they get that sensation small enough. The point is we're doing it short enough that we are not, that they're not going to get, keep adrenaline going, 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 going. It's going to go, oh, oh, okay, I'm good. And we stopped and we reinforced them so that we can, they can go, okay, that's okay. That didn't end end in anything bad. We can, in five feet, you don't even have much time. You can click and be reinforcing during that time. But remember, what you want to be looking for is relaxation now it doesn't mean if it if your horse gets a little bit worried and his head is high he may lower his head a little bit it's not completely relaxed but it's more relaxed so we want to continue to shape it as part of the as part of the criteria so it doesn't mean it's going to be perfect but we want to shape the act a uh, choice of relaxing now in this so with the five feet it's it, it, it it doesn't give them a chance to have trigger stacking where adrenaline's up and adrenaline's up and adrenaline's up and adrenaline's up. It goes up, but it should be able to come right back down. And if it was, and what I would repeat that, maybe repeat it like three times. So it's really kind of short and it gives just enough time to move the trailer a little bit. They get that sensation. We can reinforce them and then they can get off and we can be done with that. Again, I save most of the reinforcement for, inside the trailer for the moving of the trailer getting out is actually kind of can be a little bit of reinforcement unto itself so i still feed some for the getting out slowly and deliberately and calmly after we've taken the step of moving five feet and that is you know to keep that criteria nice and focused okay so now that we've done five feet you know, you're going to start moving it up to 10 feet and we're going to move it up to 20 feet and we're going to move it up and repeat this process until we can drive around the farm. Now, starting and stopping, which you sometimes people don't really think about and it always surprises me, but driving the trailer is an art unto itself. You should be going painfully slow. The stop and start, one of the things that a lot of horses don't like is that the sudden stops starts and turns so it can give them it can make them feel unsettled and out of control so if we can stop and start very slowly they get a, I, they get the idea oh we're moving forward it gives them a chance to get their weight balanced back into position. So by giving them a, as you move forward, it's, it gives them a chance to catch up with the movement of the trailer in a way and same with the stopping. So that, so that is a big thing. I remember seeing people coming in and going, I don't know why my horse doesn't, you know, like getting in the trailer. It's like, because you just drove at 35 miles an hour down a bumpy trail, you know? So, so being really cautious of that. So stopping and starting is kind of the first part I want to get them used to. And so, So sometimes what I'll do is give a little break and take it off the slightest little thing. And then I break a little bit more consistently. So it gives them an idea that we're going that direction. Then the next thing we're going to work through is the turn. So at first, I don't even worry about turning the trailer. Just think about getting the trailer to go stop, start, stop, start and then when they're dealing with that so they're dealing with the moving they have a nice stop and start and you have a nice sensible driver (laughs) then the next thing you want to get them used to is the turns so again if you can kind of give them a little you know you start and do it really slowly it gives them a chance to prepare for that movement and the sensation that it is and do not worry about outside traffic i mean a lot of you already know this stuff but I don't care if people just, you know, they're mad at me for going slow. I don't really care because that's what my horse need. So don't feel peer pressure. But go slow and let them prepare and get used to those sensations. The best part is you can do all this in on on a property. I mean, you can do it in an arena. You can start getting them used to that sensation of stopping and starting and moving. So these are things that you can do. You can get them used to, and you can drive around your farm or even in an arena for a while. You can get them used to going longer periods of time. So that is the first stage you want to get to. When you feel like they will, and and also one of the things I want to point out in this this stage, the behaviors that we've taught them with positive reinforcement, are very strong, and again, remember they produce dopamines and endorphins and things that make them feel good. And it can be a bit of a comfort, like I talked about with the targeting. The target oftentimes is a huge comfort for them because of the association. It's not the comp; it's not really the target, but it is the association that it has. It means things are safe and good, and that's something that we've seen over and over. And it can take a horse from over threshold and a lot of times bring them down to under threshold. So utilizing that stationary target that has been taught and been so strong in other places, it's a way that when we're traveling, you can a lot of times just go, hey, can we touch the target? That's great. Can you touch the handheld target? That's great. And it gives them something familiar and safe and happy to do as they First experience the moving and then let them kind of, as they're going good, you give them longer periods in there where we don't necessarily have to support that part as much because they start to go, I get it. Traveling in the trailer is good. And one of the things that keep in mind, just like every other behavior we've done with this, what we're trying to do is create a good, strong reinforcement history. So they see the trailer go, I love the trailer. In fact, I want my horses to look at the trailer when we're at another place and think, Oh, the trailer's my sanctuary where it feels like a place that is very safe and very good and a place they want to go to. I've seen horses that, you know, sometimes if they get loose, they'll run to the trailer and we want that. We want them to be like, yay, I love the trailer. Let's go to the trailer. So if we create the good reinforcement history with the trailer moving, and we can build that up, they will make a choice to go in the trailer, they will like the trailer. So if it's a horse who's had a bad situation, then what we're doing is counter conditioning. And we're saying, okay, I know it's bad, we're gonna get it to neutral, and then we're gonna get it to where you actually like it. With a horse with a clean slate, it's usually a little bit easier because they don't necessarily have a bad history, but being it's a new sensation and horses have a tendency to be a little neophobic, they don't necessarily like new things. It could take a, you know, it could be a little startling for a horse that's new to trailering. So our whole goal is to build that reinforcement history. As we get them moving and you can go further and further and you can hear them being quiet and you see them being quiet and they don't. Don't worry so much. Start fading yourself to be doing less and a little less in their eyesight and moving back a little bit. So let's say you're at a straight load. And at first you're kind of reaching right around to look at them. They can see you. Then kind of start when it's feeling like everything is good. And remember, we don't move to the next step until the previous step so when you're like, we're all good with this, I'll drop back for a you know, for a minute or two and kind of listen. So now they can't see me. I can see their feet and I can hear what they're doing. I have a sense of what's going on, but they, we, I start to fade me from the picture a little bit. So I'm not there saying, look, 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 we're okay. I'm saying, I'm over here. Are you okay with traveling? So those are the next steps you want to work towards. So those are the big goals that we're going to be shooting for because those things are really, really important. Okay, so that's the, the plan that we have for today. So what I want you to do is I want you to go and get to the trailer. Get your horse set up and get your things set up. Gather yourself up some food and get your targets. And let's get on to trying this. And get your driver and your phone because we you need somebody to be driving. So let's go give this a try. I'm going to go get my guy together and we will give this whirl. Okay. I'll talk to you in a minute. Okie dokie. So here we are. We are ready to go. Now, who I have here with me today is Murray. Now, Murray has, he's an off the track thoroughbred. So he has in a trailer I mean it, he's it, it, but it doesn't mean he's necessarily liked it because Murray came to me and he kind of looked at the world and everything about it in in an unhappy light so he's loading nicely in the trailer he goes in the trailer we've got this part out he doesn't know that the trailer is going to move yet or that we, I'm going to have the trailer move. So like while he's done things before, what I found is he was very suspicious about everything in his world and not necessarily liking it. So I don't know what traveling and driving the trailer is going to be like for him. I don't know what he's going to do. But I guess I'm about to find out, aren't I? <laughs> now, remember, we're, we we want to keep these sessions really short and sweet. If this is a thing that is aversive for the horses and we're, we're trying to make it better, the best thing I can do is have it be short and go, look, that was really easy. That's all there is to it. If I keep belaboring the poor point, I can be keeping their adrenaline higher and higher and higher and higher as they continue to be worried. But by letting him down, it's really important. So that's what I'm going to do with Murray. Okay. So we have a straight load that I'm taking Murray into. It's actually a three horse. Like there's a front part where he can walk through, but we're just going to address it as a straight load. So that front part between the stall gives me a place I can stand and be safe. So I've got my, uh, Phone here that I can talk to my driver, and we are gonna load up. okay, Murray. Go ahead, get all in that trailer. Good. Now that's okay, good. Now I'm hooking up the butt bar, and he's good at this part, so I'm gonna go ahead and hook that up, and then. That's all good. Okay, I'm gonna go around and feed him in the front part. So I I didn't click, I told him good, but that doesn't mean that wasn't actually a bridge that terminates a behavior. So I'm gonna run up and giving him food right now in the manger so he knows that part's good. And what I'm gonna do is make sure I take a deep breath. So we want to be sure our adrenaline doesn't go up as we move into this next place. So as we go, I don't know what he's going to do. If we start going, oh my gosh, he's going to go with me on that. So I'm just going to say, hey, this is great. We love this. I love when the trailer moves. Okay. So he's there. He's good. Can you target? Good boy. So I pointed out his stationary target, which I have mounted on the side. So it's already on the trailer, kind of on the window on the side. So I can point that out. That's good. I have a handheld target with me so that I can use that for extra focus if I need to. There you go. Okay. So now we're ready to go. I'm going to go ahead and get on the phone and tell, okay, Davey's driving. Okay, David, go ahead and move just up to that barrel so that's it like i said it's about five feet maybe six feet but not very much at all okay and he knows about how to drive in the trailer so david knows how to drive slow okay so ready and go Okay, and I I see Marie. Look, good. we're stopped already, so that was really good. I clicked and I clicked him in that at the end, just as we stopped. It happens almost too fast for me, even you know. But you could see his head and his eyes kind of big, and they looked around a little bit, like whoa, okay, the the trees are moving. So that was good though. And I clicked and I fed him, so he is, and I feed him a lot for this because I really want to, I want to. Think of those scales. I want to outweigh the worry with that it is so good that he loves the trailer. So by saying you put up with a little bit of maybe a little bit uncertainty and I'm going to reinforce him a lot. Okay. So he is eating. Okay, David, let's go again. Okay, good. And that one, he was still kind of eating. So he brought his head up a little bit but he went back down to eating. So I clicked and fed that. I mean, it seems silly because he's still eating, but I wanna say, yeah, just focus on your eating. Don't focus on the world outside. Don't worry about all that. You just go back to what you wanna do. So that was really, really good. So we're going to, what I'm gonna do now actually, we'll do it one more time. Okay, David, ready? Okay, go. Good, Murray, can you target? Good, yay, I clicked. Then that's where I asked him to target while we we're going. And then we are stopped before we know it, but he did go to the target. So that actually tells me something too, that he can focus. If he was a little too worried, he'd be like, that just thing doesn't matter right now. And that would tell me we're more over threshold, but he didn't, he touched the target. He just kind of kept the business and he kept with me. So that was really, really good. Now what I'm gonna do is I'm going to unload him and then go ahead and see if we can load again and then we're gonna move a little bit further. So I'm going to give him, he's a couple more handfuls in his manger. As we go to, I'm gonna, that's great and he's eating. I'm gonna go around to the back so I'm jumping down. Okay, there we go. And I'm coming around to the back, I'm by the butt bar. And what I'm gonna do, I opened it, and he knows to stay, so that's great. I'm going to run up to the front again. So he's unhooked, he could get out and go anywhere he wants to. But I'm gonna go back up to the front and giving him a couple more handfuls in the manger. Again, the manger is kind of like a target. I want him to think this is a place I station and stay until my human asked me to do something different. So he learns to stay there. That's great. He's doing good. Okay. Now I'm going to ask him to back out. So we're going to back out and I'm getting at his feeder on the back ramp. I'm going to stop there. Going to feed him. Good. Okay. Can you back up some more? Okay, good clicked again. And for now we have front feet on the ramp, back feet are on the ground, but he's still with me and can stop mid stride. I'm still more important than where we are. He's looking around just a touch. It makes me feel like when he first backed out, it made me feel like he's kind of going, where are we (laughs) then? But he's good. He's back with me. And that's great. Now I'm just going to walk a quick little circle here. And I have, um, I do have a halter lead rope on him so that we're walking with the halter and lead rope because we've, as he's shown me, he's got this all at liberty. I now want to, the halter and lead rope is not to be coercive. It is only there as an incidental for safety, really, and getting him used to it because as we unload somewhere else, it can't be at liberty at the show. (laughs) So that's great. So we're going to walk a little circle a little bit and look for him to be nice and calm and relaxed. That's great. He does look nice and calm and relaxed, and I'm going to ask him, I go throw the rope over his back and point him into the target and see if he'll go back in. Okay, ready? Murray, target. Okay, good. He did great, good boy. Now I'm gonna run around to the side again and give him a couple handfuls. So that was really good. So I did that. I gave him a couple handfuls. I'm gonna go back up to the back and close it up and then come back up and tie him. So, I got it closed up. Okay, that's good. Wait, the pin's stuck. Okay, there we go. And now, going to run up to the front. And we're going to do a little bit further this time. Murray was a little tense. I would stay at five feet or maybe ten feet for a bit until he was really solid there. Now, he really looked pretty good so I'm going to go like 15 feet this time so it's a little bit more time for him to process the moving so I want him to kind of it was happening so fast that he could barely even you know it barely had time to process it but because he looked so good I want him to process it a little bit more like I said if I didn't feel like he was really looking like he wasn't over a threshold. They wasn't worried about it. I would not be moving it any further. So I am going to go ahead and go a little bit further with him only because I'm looking at him as an individual and I feel like he can handle this. Now I'm gonna tell you sometimes I could be wrong, but we're gonna go ahead and give it a shot. Okay, David, can you move? We'll go about 15 feet. So up by that cone up there, that white cone on the right, Okay, so ready? Okay, David, go. Good boy, Murray, can you target? Good, perfect, okay, stop. And that's good. And again, it was a stop, nice and slow. I'm not exactly sure how far we went because I focused more on Murray than him. But he was, he did great. And so that was really, really good. And so that was, I'm reinforcing him again. And I'm letting us just sit for a minute. So I'm not going right back to the moving, but I'm going to make sure that he kind of can settle and eat a little bit. And so far, he really seems pretty good. Okay. All right, David, let's do that again. Okay, are you ready? Okay, go. Good boy, Murray. Good. Okay, stop. Good. And I clicked and fed him during the thing, during the moving. And then I fed him again once we had stopped as well. So he kind of looked around a little bit more on that one, but I also, what I did is I didn't say target, target, target help and and offer quite as much support. I was just right there with him and he was keeping eye contact with me, but that was, that was terrific. And frankly, this is where I want to leave it today because that was really great. I wanted to learn that this isn't a big giant deal. This isn't going to be forever. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. Now, you may have had different responses there, and your horse may not have been ready to go more than, you know, five feet for a bit. And maybe five feet was too much, and you just need to leave it there for a bit. But anyway, that's where Murray was. We're going to talk a little bit more in a minute. So what I want you to do is go ahead and get your, put your horse away, stop your podcast, put your horse away. Get get everything safe, get them back and, and do what you need to do. And then when you're all set and everybody's in a good place, we'll come back and turn your podcast back on. Okie dokie. Well, that was really kind of fun for me. I mean, and I try to pick horses that I'm going to have more success than failure with on these, you know, not failure. It's never any of it's a failure, but it was I try to pick ones that I think we're going to move forward with as opposed to me getting having to go backwards and not being able to address what we're working on. But anyway, so that was really fun to see. And and I love the progress. Anyway, so next up is. Homework. These going to give you some steps and things to think about. Where do we go from here? But one of the things I want to point out is, as you're working with them, remember you want to use a food that is something you feel like you can feed a lot of, and yet something that you that they like and is really palatable. So it sometimes it's tricky to find just that right balance of they like it, but it's not so sugary or high value that it gets them too wound up. And one of the things I use, I use the Cavalier Crunchies and I use Cavalier Feet. But we're going to hear a little bit more from Cavalier right now. Time to add variety or that special reward. I love using the Cavalor Crunchies. These small extruded treats are rich in fiber and molasses free. And they are made from carrot chunks, alfalfa with a touch of herbs. They are safe for all kinds of horses, even horses with metabolic needs, and they come with resealable buckets. So they'll stay fresh between training sessions. I tried them on loads of horses and they all love them. And they even look different. They're just, they're really good. They're they are great. And there's something I feel really good about feeding. And yet they are a special treat for our horses. Okay, we're back. So, now it is time for your homework assignment things for you to work on things for you to take home um, and a little review of what maybe happened there so you like I said they're all individuals and different components are going to be more frightening than others for certain horses Now it turned out with Murray the traveling really wasn't as big a deal as I thought it possibly could be. He seemed to be okay so that was really good but for some horses your horse that, One of the reasons I want to take them out and back in is because I want them to be able to decompress for a little bit, but I also want to see if they will reload. Now, if your horse had a bigger problem with the movement, he may have said, oh, no, I'm not getting back in there. And that's a really um, clear sign that this is their hard part. This is the scariest part for them. And so what I want you to do is stay here for a bit and you may need to go back and remind them about loading in the trailer and rebuild on this a little bit, make it super duper duper reinforcing. So, that they think, you know what, I want to make a choice to go into the trailer because it is rewarding enough. The more rewarding they find it before it even moves, the stronger it's going to carry in to kind of override a little bit of the worry of the trailering. So we may all be in different places. Murray got back in without hesitation. He's like, we never even moved the trailer. And so that was really good, but doesn't mean all of your horses were just like that. So if you need to go back and, and work on it a little bit more, It's okay. We have the tools to do that. And that's the best part. But we have to find out how is the moving. And if that's the case, you're going to need to do the little teeny tiny movements for much longer than going to the 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 or, you know, 50 or driving around the arena place. Build up until they will get in, they get out and there's there's no hesitation and then go for a little bit longer longer and a little bit longer. For those horses, what I want you to do is take longer because as much as they may start to go, okay, okay, I'm dealing with it. I take the onus on myself and think, you know what, this is bigger, this is harder for you and I want to be sure that I'm going... I put a I put a governor on myself, you know, to make sure I'm not getting greedy trainer syndrome and and going too fast and wanting too much. And remember, no agenda in these things. You can't be thinking, but I got a show next week. That that's not the way to be doing this. You should have been you should not be planning to go to the show next week if you don't know that they're really solid at this part. So be sure that you can do take the time that they need and They're the ones that tell you when to move forward and when they're ready. So what I want you to do is go back and through the next phases, keep making sure the phase before is solid, and then I want you to build up, like we talked about in, in the class, classroom time, about go to five feet, then 10 feet, 15 feet, 25 feet, okay, a little bit longer, and then where you can fade yourself out of the picture a little bit, but you're still You're still in there in your little safe spot, but you can be out of sight now where it doesn't, or you kind of break eye contact and you just look relaxed off to the side. So they realize this isn't a time that we're actually interacting. She just happens to be here. And so build up and then build on those turns and build on all those pieces and be sure that that is all good. And and remember, it takes a lot for horses to travel in a the trailer. They're constantly balancing. You know, it, it'd be like if we were standing in the back of a trailer on one of those half ball things, you know, and we're trying, we don't know. We can't predict. We're trying to figure out how do we, how do we do this? How do we keep our balance? It can take a lot of muscles and be actually a lot of core strength for them so so be understanding of that too as you go moving down the road okay. So then now let's say we can turn, we can go, we're moving, we're great. It's time for us to fade ourselves from the trailer. So the next thing I do is having, so maybe I was standing on the side, which I've done for some of the slant loads. I'm in the trailer for the, you know, in the front part for the two horse or the two plus one, which I have. And then. then what you want to do is now start to be outside of the trailer. So now, but you can go slow enough and still be, because remember, as we change this and, and take us out of the picture, we can be a huge support for them. And that's great. That's an awesome thing because it really speaks to the connection and the relationship we have. But we also want to teach them that they can do this on their own. So what you want to do is I want to start, Take a step back, go slower and go shorter because now, all of a sudden, that we've shifted the context, we may lose some criteria. I anticipate that I might lose criteria. A lot of times, I don't, and then I'm pleasantly surprised. But if I do lose criteria, I want to be there where I can be supportive of it and go back to the baby steps, the building blocks that built this behavior. So, you can be like if you have uh, in this um, trailer, I have. You can walk through the tack room. So I can have the tack room door open and the tack room door to the back open. So I can hear Murray or hear whoever's in the trailer, and I mean, he's not ready for this yet, but I can hear what's going on in the trailer. You know, you can hear stomping or walking or, and a lot of times you can even see them if you can be close enough that you can look in the window or whatever, watch and just see their heads. But start the, have them move just a little bit without you in there and go back and build again. Listening for the quiet, listening for the relaxation, looking for, if you can see them for the softness or them just eating their hay or their grain, and a lot of times I will put grain in their manger, but I will naturally hang a hay bag so that they have food. Hopefully what I'm going to hear is tearing at the hay net. You know, because that's what I want is that just be like, yep, i am just eating, and it doesn't matter. So it gives them kind of a helps build the reinforcement history and helps the trailer become a good and pleasant place for them to be. So I want you to start like this with you in there, go the little steps, build the little steps, then bigger steps and turning and you getting kind of more off to the side. And then next thing would be you being outside the trailer or even if you have, a, you know, if you can be further away, even within the trailer. So sometimes you might be, you know, actually in the tack room, the door kind of closed, but I could hear it, you know, so I could, I didn't really think about this, but I could then open that door and go in, but I'm really out of sight then. So there's different ways you can do it depending on your configuration. Now, as we talk about configurations of trailers, this has a lot to do With it. I know everybody can't just go out and buy whatever trailer and trade them all in, but I want you to think about the components because this can really help make or break trailer loading, is how the trailer is set up. And how, you know, if you have bigger horses, the bigger the better. So you want them to have lots of headroom. You want them to have lots of, you know, where it doesn't feel claustrophobic and they can't deal with putting their head up. Are they so think about those things? Be sure you have a trailer that is appropriately fit for your horses. Or sometimes horses, you know, if it's too big they don't have the support of the sides or the or the butt bar if uh, we would ship our horses when i shipped all over and did expos and stuff i would ship them in box stalls and you know how they always rode with their butt at the driver's side So they tended to just be wedged in that corner and that's how they drove. We could hang, we could have hay, we could even hang water buckets if we wanted because they had enough room where they could do what they wanted to do and move around. And that was really a great way to go, but they were okay with that. They were comfortable with that. But for some horses, not having the sides there can be kind of insecure. So pay attention to your horse, but the brighter the trailer The bigger the trailer. The also with this two plus one, it has a front ramp, so you can walk straight on through. It's a really easy way to help horses learn. You can just get them when you can get them on, just can walk straight on through and walk straight on through, then slow it down and slow it down, slow it down. So thinking about the configuration of your trailer is really important. So some trailers are going to find they just load like no big deal. And some horses may find it more challenging. So see if you can't consider that as you, you know, think about getting a trailer for your horse, or I've had people that could afford to, they would trade in one trailer to get a trailer that was more suited for a different horse. And it made all the difference in the world. So think about those things, make it big, inviting, has good footing, And, you know, so put the, and I do put shavings in because I think that that gives them a little bit cushier ride, but if they pee, they're okay. Anyway. So those are just things to think about and, and consider if you're looking at what can I do to make this easier for my horse anyway. So that's a lot of homework for you guys to work on. So you go home, take your time and remember, just take your horse's lead. How is he doing with that? And then go from there. So That's a whole lot of stuff for you to go take a look at and repeat and repeat and repeat. It doesn't mean just because they did it once it's done. Be sure that it's still consistent as you, as you've traveled and done this here and there. And one of the things I want you to do, and this is going to segue to our next part, when you're, for now, be unloading and loading at the same place because unloading in a new and foreign place can add a new dimension that we don't want to deal with until this part, the move. Part is solid, so be loading and unloading relatively in the same place. You know, if you're, it's your arena, it's your arena, but don't all of a sudden unload them behind the barn where they don't normally go. You know, so I, they're not ready for that part yet. We can get to that with the next episode. Anyway, there you go. I want you guys to work on all that stuff, and uh, and there you go. So, with this, you can listen to the this podcast or a lot of the podcasts on any of your favorite podcast players. So you can listen on the Horse Radio Network app on either your iPhone or Android. And of course, the app makes it really, really easy. Um, Just search Horse Radio Network in the app store and it's free, of course. And as I said, it is easy to use. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network because there is a ton on there and there's all different disciplines, all different styles. There is some fun, great people on there. And so shop around and see what else is on there for you to kind of continue your education. Okay, so that's it for now. And and of course, you can listen to it on my uh, website. My website is www.on-target-training.com. Okay, so that's it. I want you guys to get back out there and have some fun with your horses. Until then, enjoy getting your horse on target.